I'm Brian Foster, and this is the Grindhouse Institute. On each episode of this podcast, Jeremy Floyd and I program a triple feature movie night. Each of the movies share common themes, and we discuss them here. We're happy you could join us for today's block we call Retcon Sequels. On this show, we've discussed the Herculean task of producing a good sequel. Our team of experts have found that this works best when a sequel gives the audience the familiarity of the first, while changing up the genre in order to make it feel fresh. Today, we're taking a look at sequels and franchises that ignore previous entries, that retcon any of the entries between the first film in the series and the many cash grabs of sequels in between. Fifteen years following the Reagan-McNeil exorcism, Lieutenant Kinderman is brought to the end of his wits while investigating a string of copycat killings that match the M.O. of a serial killer thought long dead. Kinderman's faith will be tested when he is brought face-to-face with a legion of terror. This one completely ignores the events of the second movie. George C. Scott, Brad Dourif, and a murderer's row of character actors star in The Exorcist 3 from 1990. After brutally murdering several people on Halloween night back in 1978, Michael Myers was caught and for 40 years he's been a psychiatric ward patient. Drawing some inspiration from the fugitive, he breaks free again to wreak havoc on Haddonfield. But this time, Laurie Strode is armed to the teeth and ready to rumble. The tenth entry in this franchise hits reset on everything and picks the story up right after the first one. Jamie Lee Curtis stars in Halloween from 2018. After saving three billion lives by preventing Judgment Day, Sarah Connor thought she could retire on a beach. Fate had other ideas. When a Rev-9 model Terminator is sent back in time to kill the future leader of the human resistance, well, I bet you can guess what happens next. This is the sixth movie in the franchise and rewinds the tape back to T2 and picks up the story from there. Linda Hamilton stars in Terminator Dark Fate from 2019. Thank you for listening to the Grindhouse Institute. Please enjoy. Jesus said to the man who was possessed, what is your name? And he answered, Legion, for we are many. Yeah, but who sent it? Not who. What? And it wasn't some Skynet thing. In the future that actually happened, it's called Legion. Legion? An AI built for cyber warfare. Assholes never learn. Yes. Hello. Um, we're looking for Laurie Strode. We're, uh, um, we're, we're making a podcast and, We're investigative uh, journalists. If you have a moment, we've traveled a very long way. How does $3,000 sound? All right, welcome back to the Grindhouse Institute. I am Brian Foster, and with me as always is Jeremy Floyd. Hello, and how are you? Howdy. I didn't have anything prepared for this one. <laughs> you retconned your own yeah. <laughs> your own intro. <laughs> if you play that backwards, you'll be able to understand what that was. That was my intro. He was actually speaking in reverse, everyone. <laughs> we listened back to the tapes, found out he was yeah. possessed. Uh, hello, we have a very special guest today, again, speaking about... Retcon sequels in franchises. We'll explain a little bit more of that now, but Jeremy, would you mind doing the introduction? Sure. Uh, we've got, um, I don't know, returning guest here. I, I think Andy's lapped, you know, as a returning guest, but uh, mm-hmm. probably one of our most returning guests. Very big fan of the Exorcist movies. Uh, definitely Halloween. I think you introduced me to Halloween. And, uh, hmm. you know, who doesn't love The Terminator? Uh, my brother, Michael Floyd. Back again for the very first time. Again. (laughs) Welcome again. It's good to have you back. Well, thank you. It's also good to have you back when we're talking a couple horror movies here, because I I like talking horror with you, and this is a a good lineup. Seems seems to be my forte. (laughs) Yeah. Well, all all three of these franchises started in the horror genre. There you go. Uh, You know, I don't think they they all made it through... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in that genre but no uh, no definitely not so the three three movies we're talking about today uh exorcist three from 1990 halloween from 2018 and it is just called halloween 
Right. Um, right, right. So the sequel to Halloween is called Halloween. Oh, so this is the Rob Zombie <laughs> one, right? Yeah, right, exactly. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, it's the John Carpenter one? Duh. No, no, no. no this, uh... is, this is the David Gordon Green one. <laughs> it's it's the John Carpenter in paycheck only uh, version. Yeah. <laughs> Right. And then the third film in the list is Terminator Dark Fate from 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, these are all sequels in the franchise that have ignored any previous entry in the franchise, uh, wiping them clean, I would say, from the storyline. That's pretty much where this goes. Although, yeah. we've got a question about that. Uh, we were talking about this earlier. Michael, <laughs> yeah. let us know what you think about Exorcist 3. Okay, well, yeah, because we, we were talking about this earlier. Uh, Exorcist 3 is, is a bit of a tricky one. Uh, because it does, it is basically a, a direct continuation of part one, and uh, part two is basically a, its own continuation with with Reagan's story, and part three is a continuation with Kinderman's story. But that being said, it does completely ignore anything that happens in part two. Uh, right. So it is kind of a, an awkward slide, you know, around part two. I think Blatty made that a pretty legitimate slide away from oh, two. Yeah, He's like, I'm going <laughs> to write this book, Legion. I'm going to make a movie out of that, which is a direct sequel to my work. Yeah, and it's 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 unfortunate. I, I wish I wish they would have called it Legion and not Exorcist yeah, Three. It's a great name, right? Um, and that's yeah, it's it's a great name, and and it it would most assuredly bypass Exorcist 2 for anyone watching it. I believe there's a longer cut of it called Legion, though. There is. Uh, And I I saw it last year, or two years ago. Sorry, COVID is a non-year. Right. And then... um, (laughs) That's crazy. uh, But, um, yeah, it's it's one of the rare times I I was extremely happy, because it it was like, uh, you know, Ark of the Covenant for film fans, that, that lost cut of Exorcist 3, and uh, and I and I talked to Scott Wilson about it a little bit uh, back in the day, and it and I mean, to, to, from everything he heard, it was just a disaster, and, and he was like, "Yeah, don't get your hopes up," and he was a hundred percent right. <laughs> oh no, no, <laughs> I, well, I, I should I shouldn't say that, but I mean, it's it's yeah, everything that they changed in Blatty's version of Exorcist Three, they did it for the right reasons. Like every, every, every everything was done the right way. Uh, the theatrical version is is the superior cut, um, unfortunately. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so wait, well, well, let me ask. What, and what, and again, what do you think I, I shouldn't shit on it. So harshly. yeah, what do you I mean, think of this like, movie? Because I I wouldn't shit on it either. I think it's no, no. I no I, I'm I'm just pretty well on, put together on, on film. The, the the director's cut. Oh, um, I see. Just as the 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 not <laughs> the not better version. I enjoy this film a lot, and I'd love to to hear your guys' opinion on it. I, especially, I mean, yeah. Like, please, yeah. Michael, because you you seem to have a definite opinion. On oh ex- no, I, on Exorcist Three. I, I love Exorcist Three. It, it was it was a total fluke, because I, I remember I remember Jeremy and I, we 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 watched uh, Exorcist for the first time in the house we grew up in, which had an attic, so it was like a perfect place oh, to watch it. It was one oh, of the yeah. creepiest <laughs> creepiest experiences ever. So I mean, I was like very hyped on Exorcist, and and George Great C. Movie. Scott. I had, I had recently discovered Patton and uh, Doctor Strangelove, right. and just. Completely fell in love with Scott yeah. as an actor, and I was like, I, when I found out he was in an Exorcist movie, I was like, holy shit, I need to see this, and and I I, I think I rented it before we saw Exorcist two, okay, and I, and I didn't see Exorcist two until many years later, although weirdly enough, I I, I will give Exorcist two credit for having one of the best uh, teaser trailers of all time. Yes, um, yes, it's it's the entire movie. In about a minute and a half, and that's and all you it's, need. It's, it's literally all you need. It's the yeah. best of everything in that movie. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, John Borman. Another another yeah, exactly. one. Uh, Two minute fever dream yeah. they give you for the trailer or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and again, and, and it's like that's I, that's literally everything that happens in the movie, and, and you don't need anything else because uh, nothing else is really that important in, in the movie. Else like happens. it's yeah. It, it's it's a movie that that uh, I think was was very rushed. Uh, and and did everything uh, that that a studio would do wrong to to try to uh, ape it. Do, now, do you guys know anything about how Exorcist Two got made? What was it just like they cut out Blatty and you know like I mean because was there a second Exorcist book by the time the movie came out? Yeah, I don't I don't think he'd finished Legion yet. Um, yeah, Legion oh, okay. was the second book, and that I think he finished writing that right before he went wrote, wrote to screen. So it was like well, the book, and then yeah, he... I mean, so um, I was telling Jeremy the 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 kind of spiritual sequel to The Exorcist that 
uh, Blatty considered to be the true sequel was uh, Twinkle Twinkle Killer Kane, aka the Ninth Configuration, um, okay. and that that his book was Twinkle Twinkle Killer Kane, which featured. It's it's not explicitly said that it's the astronaut that Reagan talks to in at the party, but that's that's like kind of the heavy implication because she says you're gonna I die see. up there, and that like freaks him out, and he goes into a <laughs> horrible you know soul crushing existential crisis and and can't uh, can't go yeah, to the, the moon. The warning manifested, yeah, exactly. Right. Um, so I mean, and that I mean that movie is a whole other can of worms. We'll have to get into some other day. But I mean, it's it sure. to me, it's 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 one of my favorite movies, and I, I discover that even after Exorcist three. But going back to Exorcist three, I, I saw that I, I just rented it, and uh, it totally blew my mind. I it was it was like to this day, I, I don't know why it's not a more lauded movie in the. I think it's starting to genre. get. I think I think of, it is starting to get it, that, that. Yeah, there's notice now happening. Phrase, People are yeah. writing about it and like taking notice, and it's. It only took 30 years uh, for right. this thing to actually pop, but it, it really is. And and watching it again, it, it's a great sequel. It's a great continuation. The right. character characterization kind of continues with Kinderman, um, especially with his friendship with the priests. And I'd, I'd say it's it's kind of akin to, to Alien Aliens, you know, um, or, or I mean, not even that, because I mean, Aliens Aliens is unfortunately a beat for beat remake of Alien, but like just done slightly differently like in a different genre yeah exactly yeah i think exorcist 3 is a different genre than exorcist as well i think yeah. this is more of a detective story a mystery like a murder that's, mystery or procedural right 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 actually right like, like this is this one's less of a horror movie i mean obviously there's sort of horror elements but it is more of a yeah, detective it's a supernatural uh, detective of, story i would say almost film noir type of thing yeah i think yeah. it's very noir <laughs> especially the the scenes talking to brad duriff i think that that feels very you know the interrogation yeah. scenes you know yeah very stark man how great is the cast in this movie though? i know it's like, so great that yeah, yeah. <laughs> well i i was gonna say one of the things that really bothered me in in the blatty cut of of Legion was that it was it was all Brad Dorf, and it oh. was it was Brad Dorf as the priest as as Damien with no Jason um, Miller. Well, because Jason Miller was an intense like severe alcoholic and had what they called wet brain and like had difficulty remembering mm-hmm. his lines. Although I mean he looks like I mean he looks like he's an alcoholic when you see him in the movie, but it fits perfectly for his character who's been dead for right, twenty right. years or whatever. But I mean I I think he's one of the best parts of the movie. Um, yes, and he's 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 one of my favorite actors that like has been in. I mean, he was he was he wasn't in very many movies, unfortunately. Um, I don't think he was very terribly interested in Hollywood, um, and and <laughs> just I mean, well, he 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 liked he liked going to bars and he liked doing plays and you know that was kind of his thing. The New York um, scene, yeah. But no, but I, I I thought I thought him and him and Scott together were were just absolutely magnetic, and the the, the chemistry is exploding off the screen. Um, I mean, and, and, and not to discredit anything Brad, Brad, uh, Durf did, I mean, cause he's, it's like probably his best part as well, his best role. Um, I mean, I just think the, the, the trifecta of them together was far more stronger, uh, than, than just Brad. Um, and, and again, I, I think, I think he wanted Jason Miller to do that part, but, um, he was just afraid he wouldn't be able to pull it off. Um, I, I think the switch between them from cut to cut is so effective and it, and it keeps you guessing yeah. like who's talking to right. George C. Scott, you know, Kinderman's character. And it's, 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 it's a perfect, uh, perfect way to disorient you as well. This um, is a very disorienting film. I, I was going to say, did, did, did any, right. any of you see uh, the father with uh, no. Anthony Hopkins? Just came no, out? no. Cause that, that, that does uh, something very similar cause it, it keeps changing the room. Um, like he'll, he'll go from one room to another and the set will be different. Uh, only the, wow. there won't really be a cut. Um, or and he'll he'll be talking to somebody in one room. He'll walk into the other room, and it'll be a different person. And it's it just like the the whole oh, movie really is cool. this weird kind of head game, which is kind of exploring his dementia. Yeah, I I heard it. it it's really interesting and, uh, on on that level. Exactly, exactly. And but you know, in in this case, it's like they're um, really playing up this idea of the evil being legion and you know kind of being through other things and like and you know having him switch like that and you know then you know having all those different voices come out of him and like how his voice will like pitch shift like crazy like he'll get really high and then <laughs> right. get really low then the tube moves through the vein that leads directly into the heart and then 
You just hold up the legs and you squeeze the blood manually. The overall effect is astonishing. And isn't that really what counts in the end? You know, it's it's just these kind of subtle things that like, I think one of the more effective versions of that was in like Prince of Darkness where it's like the... The, the person who's like, oh, father, you're opening the again. You know, and all that stuff. Right, right. I, I, I like that they used uh, the reverse stuff like Prince of Darkness did, too. You know how the water would reverse and drip oh, up yeah. into Prince of Darkness? They still right. they did that with the smoke in this one, or the, the mist on the stairs. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there was right. a lot of... The old woman crawling on the ceiling like a spider. Oh, Jesus, right. yeah. Freaked me out. <laughs> still, still freaks still, me out. Still, I mean, no, and it's it's uh, like, again, that, and that's the thing with Blatty is, is he... Uh, he he could he could do humor as as well as kind of subtle eeriness uh, just as perfectly. This is a very funny movie. And there's there's a lot because yeah. there's like there's like George again, C. Scott when he's having that really close conversation. You know, you're really close we're standing to me, really close you're right now. Really yeah. yeah, father, talking about the carp. <laughs> um, yeah, because if I see that fish swimming up and down in my bathtub, <laughs> I'm gonna kill it. Sitting very close to me now, father. <laughs> Fish has been swimming up and down in my bathtub. All day. <laughs> up and down. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, no, it's it's perfect in in its in its tone as well. Just trying trying to to be be similar but but different to the original Exorcist, um, which which does 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 have a surprising amount of humor in it before kind of everything goes to hell. That's true. I just love George C. Scott's meltdowns whenever he's interrogating uh, the one nurse that. <laughs> That actually knows something. You're like, what do you mean? Yeah, we're fine. Like, it's yeah. just like when when his blood pressure just shoots through the roof. Yeah, when it spikes, it's yeah, just, immediately, just kills me. It's just so good. It is not in the file. It is not. Sometimes I'll apologize too. He'll be crying, be like, I'm sorry. And he <laughs> stops in the middle of it. Shut your mouth. And it's just like <laughs> the the intensity that that Scott has. Is just so powerful, and you're just absolutely <laughs> blown away by it every time you see it. No, it's true, and and I guess you're right though. I mean, like thinking on it as a whole, I do kind of think of it as like, oh, it's this kind of like film noir, you know, kind of detective story. But you're right. I mean, like, there are several examples where it's like, you know, it's clear horror, and and it's not just the like him sort of raising out of the pit of hell at the end, but you know, also like the you know like the woman crawling on the ceiling, like you're saying, or like the the, the the like the, the priest who like hits the ceiling and like that rips his you know, face off. Oh right, junk off like oh. He leaves his skin up there. It's, it's like he hit the George Foreman grill up there. <laughs> yeah, like the was, George C. Was Scott grill. Everything. Oh god. <laughs> I was I was I was gonna say uh, the scene with Nicole Williamson uh, in in his uh, bedroom actually reminded me of Prince of Darkness a little bit. It had that 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 kind of similar foreboding. Oh uh, yeah. Moment which. Uh, I mean, again, all all of his scenes were were shot by the studio purely because they they needed an exorcism in the movie called Exorcist Three. So, um, and I, I guess <laughs> yeah, Max Lancito was not available. So anyway, but um, uh, or dead. In no, the, in the series, wait, but. he wasn't supposed to be playing the same. No, 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 no. I'm just anyway. Oh, okay. Uh, no, because I, I they, they roped him into part two. I don't know. How that happened? Ooh. I'd love to hear that story. Max von Sydow. Max von Sydow. Oh, okay. he, he played the younger version of himself. Yeah, yeah. I see. Um, which was kind of great. I mean, because he's uh, he definitely does like a Marlon Brando uh, Godfather kind of thing, where he he was playing someone who was much older in the original Exorcist. Yeah, even yeah, though yeah. he himself was, was still pretty young. I think he was in his forties. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So so George C. Scott was it, it was playing the same. Guy is the Lee J or J Lee, Lee Cobb. Lee, Lee J Cobb, yeah. Lee J Cobb, uh, in the first one, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and then was the clown fro priest? Was he <laughs> in the first one? You as mean well? Ed Flanders? Ed Flanders' character, his character was in it. He he was the guy that that gives Damien the last rites. The one that William Friedkin oh, apparently slapped okay. in the face yeah. to get oh, okay. to cry on camera. Right. Um, he oh, plays okay, that yeah. character. Um. I thought that that was interesting, their relationship, George C. Scott's and Ed Flanders' uh, characters. And I thought that that was great that each one of them thought that they were going to see right. a movie to, to like, help cheer the other, the other guy yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to cheer up the father. Well, well obviously, they, they were doing that to you know, help each other. But yeah, exactly. Exactly, yeah. But I think right. that there was a lot of really good um, you know, moments like that. I thought, I, think, I thought the writing of this one was great. 
yeah, uh, the dialogue yeah, which, especially. Which, which they do, they, they, they allude to that at the end of the, the director's cut of uh, Exorcist, which again, we won't talk about because it's a disgrace, but <laughs> there's a one nice moment in there of, of, of uh, Kinderman walking off with uh, his friend, um, talking about going to go see the movies or something. You know, he's like, he get yeah. free passes, you know, he's just an old lonely guy, just wants someone to go to the yeah, movies with him. exactly. Um, no, yeah. Oh, 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 I, I was going to make up a point. Um, there, there was a subtle little moment that uh, I'm not sure if it was a joke that like slipped through or, or what. Um, there, it's it's subtle and it's funny, but it's also extremely frightening. There's a scene uh, with the elder priest, and he goes out in the hallway and he thinks he hears something, and you, and you look over and you see the statue and it has the head of the Joker on it for no reason, for absolutely right. no reason. Was that supposed to be the Joker? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Okay, I did not notice that. Cause well, I was like, "That's weird." It looks like the comic book Joker, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I mean, it's 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 like I, I, hmm. again, I, I don't know what 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 that was uh, from or or how they they slipped it in there or what you know. But it was just it was just this yeah, creepy kind of I mean, funny weird thing that there's a lot of like weird stuff in here, like you know, uh, Fabio. Fabio, uh, Patrick yeah. Ewing, Patrick angel Ewing? sequence with uh... Patrick Ewing has no lines, but he speaks volumes with those eyes, man. Right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and Sam Samuel Jackson is the blind Samuel uh, Jackson, right? Wait, 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 and they dubbed over his voice or something. It was mm-hmm. like, like you know how in Arnold's first movie, like they right. they had some Hercules else in New York. Damien, yeah. I am Hercules. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what did you guys think of that dream sequence? I I loved it. I mean, it's uh, it's it's. It, it again. It, it fit in kind of tonally perfect with George C. Scott going, "Oh, I'm so sorry you were murdered." You know, it's just yeah, like, exactly. It's just, it's just that 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 completely surreal, you know, bizarre situation. Sir, come in, please. Can you hear us? We are attempting to communicate. Come in, please. The living are dead. We come here first. Um, but yeah, I I thought that that scene was uh, very bizarre. I mean, obviously. You know, it's playing up to uh, Blatty's um, comic sensibilities and whatever else. Yeah. Which is odd, though, because it's like, you know, unlike in the first one where the comedy bits were kind of up front, and then when we got into the horror, it was just, you know, pure horror. Right, to, to yeah. Like, and, and this one, we were already trying to, like, get into the idea of taking some of this stuff seriously. I think his, his friend had already died by then. or, or No, that's when he finds die. that out. Oh, that's when he finds out. Right. And like, yeah. right, right, and right. then, uh, but it, it was already, it was starting to get to that point of the movie where like we, we'd be getting out of uh, the humdrum of life and then into like what's going on here. This is crazy. Um, so it, <laughs> you know, tone wise, like, felt very odd to have it there. I mean, but in and of itself, like the scene was was really funny and really great. It, it reminded me a little of um, like Terry Gilliam. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, yeah. It, it it had had a very yeah. Gilliam feel. Yeah, I mean, it was it was very dreamy. Um, yeah, definitely Gilliam. But I liked that that was an odd choice for the tone, like the tone of it, and it just kind of came out of nowhere. But then the next scene yeah. is so powerful when he finds out that his friend is, has been killed, and then all the cups of blood, right, are just those little like neatly present sample cups or whatever. Boom. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's just this uh, master shot of, of of Scott kind of standing there in the middle of the room. And he looks from the body over and just looks at that all the cups and goes, "What's this?" Yeah, you know, it's just like, it's 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 this incredible bizarre thing. And, and again, it's like it's poignant because you can see the uh, the penguin in the corner that he just brought for him the other day, and and just right. so horribly, uh, you know, gut wrenching at the same time. Well, and, and then also like how he's like just barely able to contain himself and yeah. you know, yeah, he's, he's barely hanging. But what on what point. I really liked about that as well is that they set up what he was going to say next and see he looks under the blanket and he sees something that kind of shocks him looks under the blanket again and then for a third time he does it and then when he goes to explain he's like yeah we made up this bullshit story oh right about the the gemini killer took yeah took the middle finger from this but it wasn't it was the index finger from this and all three of those bodies and that was a great tie-in i think to you know that this mystery that he's that's unraveling right now. Right, that he he knows of. And that's like yeah, exactly for for him. Only the police knew that. Yeah, yeah, right. And, and it was and, for and, him exactly. And some of that stuff, like you know, is, is what kind of sticks in your mind of like, oh, this is kind of a detective story. Sure, right. you know, more so than like than the horrifying stuff. Because I mean, you know, 
certain parts are, are pretty violent and, and pretty like horrific and then certain parts like like the one you're describing that they're still pretty modest like you know mm-hmm. we see a little bit of the finger we see the sort of blood painting on the wall but we we don't see like the 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 real sort of horror stuff until we see the priest sort of like peeling off the right Although the, blood, and, like, the... the blood from the statues was is pretty horrific or at least supernatural yeah. right and and, and I and, always and question creepy. watching yeah, this yeah. that I'm like, is that really happening or is that just for, you right. know, the effect of the screen and things like that? But, you know, I think some of it was happening, right? One of the priests picks up or when the uh, exorcist picks up the uh, the small statue of Christ and he actually wipes yeah. the blood off of it, right? So right, it, right. it was happening. Um, so this one definitely pushed more of the supernatural than the original exorcist did. And I think you said that before that uh, Friedkin was a little bit more grounded in things, right? Wanted mm-hmm. to do more of like a dark documentary almost yeah, style exactly. of horror <laughs> yeah yeah no and and again it worked brilliantly for that oh yeah um it's the, you know one of the best <laughs> that movie is so ridiculously good uh it kind of makes me want to put that one on next list right hard, hard to top for <laughs> genuinely uh, terrifying moments but but of course as as we mentioned spoiler alert the jump scare in part three is is like especially watching it with a crowd it's still one of the best gotcha moments i, I think you know in in cinema you know which one scared me as well is when our friend Vivica Lindfors from Creepshow, when oh, she right. shows yeah. up to the house and she's sitting there and they do this crash zoom on her and she just kind of looks at the camera. It was a really good <laughs> little close-up <laughs> zoom on her. It scared the hell out of me. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it was really bothering me. Like, like, what the hell is she from? And I, I guess... She's what, was Aunt that? Bedelia. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Right, right, right. It was... I want my cake, Bedelia. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I got my cake. <laughs> it's mine. You bitch! You called me a bitch. <laughs> it's Father's Day. <laughs> Anything we want to throw in there for uh, Exorcist Three? Anything more? Uh, just how much I loved seeing uh, Marty McFly's grandpa as one of the uh, the, the like detectives, you know? <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the guy from Die Hard who was a. Uh, Special Agent Johnson, no relation. Right. <laughs> I love I love that guy in Back to the Future, yeah. man. <laughs> Kid's an idiot. Who the hell is John F. Kennedy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that this the, the cast of this movie is great. I think it, it really delivers on the mood. I love the Nancy Fish character, the nurse. I think she's like such a... I don't know. You don't know if she's bad. You don't know if she's good. She plays some, a great role like in the middle. I think that everyone kind of delivers in this movie. And I think the mood um, and the, the creep factor really show through even even now. I watched it during the day and it yeah. was great. You know, it still kind of mm. scared me and I was still really engaged with it. Um, it. It just pulls you right through. I loved it. Yeah. I really like this one, as a, especially as a sequel. Yeah. I, again, yeah. Perfect. Perfect sequel. Um, yeah. Yeah. Totally uh, similar, but but different enough to stand on its own. Yeah, and I think we've kind of realized that when we were talking about sequels that are better than the original, or at least hold up to the original, or that they do make a little shift in the genre. They they, they yeah. take it in a different direction, maybe hit similar beats, but enough enough yeah, yeah enough to, to pull it away from being yeah. a carbon copy remake, and and enough enough of of what you liked about the original to to give it its own special flavor in that continuation that. Uh, yeah franchise and then uh we've got halloween 2018 i've been oh excited to talk about this one i think i brought this one up a while ago with uh jeremy and i've been yeah. wanting to know his opinion on this movie yeah so this is the very first halloween sequel i've ever seen oh you've really? never seen any of the halloween sequels i i saw like half of halloween 3 mm. season of the witch okay why I was only half? aware of the <laughs> dimension. Oh, I just, you know, something happened and I never went back to it. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, it man. was just like, you know, I, I, ha- I had to go. Block. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we'll do Exorcist 2. We'll do Halloween 3. Like movies that, <laughs> that don't belong in the franchise. Tom Atkins uh, block, maybe. <laughs> I was going to say, that you go in a, in a, in a Tom Atkins uh Oh yeah, podcast. Night of the Creeps, horror, Night of the horror Creeps. anthology. Yeah, Night of the Creeps, and mm-hmm. he was another another one from Ninth Configuration. Anyway, um, yeah. So I I I didn't see any of the the Rob Zombie remakes. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't see Halloween two. I didn't I didn't see any of the sort of dimension ones with like you know water with LL Cool J. Yeah. Halloween, <laughs> Halloween water. water. Okay, uh, okay. Now <laughs> Halloween water. Uh, 
is an interesting movie because no, because it, it's the Halloween 2018 is a remake of Halloween Water. Is it really? I would say that it is Halloween H twenty was trying to do the same thing that Halloween two thousand eighteen was. No, doing. It, it's the it's it's a reboot of Halloween H two O. It's so bizarre. H two O was supposed to try and uh, get rid of everything in between, but it didn't. It, it didn't get rid of two because because oh, okay. two is when they introduced the idea that Laurie was his sister somehow, and right. then they used that again in H two O. But in eight, 2018, they mentioned that in their walk. They're like, no, that somebody made that up. She's not right. her sister. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was a retcon line right there. They literally right. wrote it out. Yeah. We're removing everything, guys. Yeah. Nope. This all movie does not. Hey, do you guys remember all the franchise? No, we put white out through all that. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, exactly. And then he's like, can I blow up this pumpkin? <laughs> yeah. uh, so so what do you think, Jeremy? Uh, 2018 Halloween. Halloween 2, we'll call it. Yeah, so I, I think, you know, just like we were talking about a minute ago with you know, sequels having to switch genres. This one definitely, definitely did that. Like it basically at no point felt like a horror movie to me, you know, and it, it was, it was essentially uh, what Terminator two is the Terminator one, which is like Terminator one is just a slasher movie. Terminator one is, is Halloween with a robot. And then Terminator two is an action movie uh, where the sort of, you know, final girl and the victim, you know, becomes the sort of like uh, tank top, uh, wearing uh, shotgun wielding, you know, uh, you know, Sarah Connor, <laughs> no, no fucks given, uh, yeah. preparing for the end of the world, uh, Sarah Connor type. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Well, that was, I mean, that was the obsession that they set up, right? That she was consistently preparing for yeah. this day, um, and she knew this day was coming. And there was no other attacks because he he got arrested right after that. Right, right. exactly. Right? So, like, the legend of Michael Myers doesn't exist anymore. It was just some guy who attacked them when they were kids. And it's like... Say goodbye to Michael and get over it. Goodbye. Well, I mean, okay, it's a traumatic event and, and you know, like, the... Uh, it's, it's It was the defining moment of her life. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's... I, I, I get it I get it as like the the reversal of, of the Michael Myers where Michael is, is preparing for Halloween night his whole life. Right. Um looking forward to this night. Um you know, <laughs> but um uh but but again I, I just like the whole thing felt like a funnier die skit or something that, that was just <laughs> trying to take itself more seriously. Well know? the the third act was definitely home alone, but Instead right. of on Christmas on Halloween, right. exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I um, will defend this house. And, and then she like, you know, they get back to the house. Lori has got her daughter and her granddaughter in there, and then everyone's down in the in the, in the sort of like safe room. You know, she goes upstairs to uh, confront him or whatever, and then she like sticks her ear by the door so that he can grab her through like the window. Right. It's it's like she <laughs> it's does just, all these horror cliches, wait, <laughs> like waiting for, and it's just like. What are you doing, movie? Like, come on. You know, she she got stage fright, I guess, and uh, you know, you know, blew it in the last second on on her master plan to. Oh, I think she know, did fine. Now. She came through. Uh, yeah. it, it worked out all right. She totally she blew did. him up. So let's let's write that sequel. You know, it's just like there's two more coming. Hey, <laughs> Halloween lives, I think, or something, or Halloween something kills. like that. Halloween, Halloween kills. kills and something. The search for more Halloween money. dies. Yeah. The search for more <laughs> the search money. For more what was that from? <laughs> That's Spaceballs 2. Oh, yeah. God willing, we'll all be back in Spaceballs 2, the search for more money. Um. So outside of the the insane storyline, the 40 years preparation, now as a movie, what do you think of this in it, like as, you know, structurally... How it works as a sequel in terms of storylines, things like that. Like I didn't um, think I didn't think it was bad in in that regard. I I, I thought you know like I, I like the idea of just saying fuck it and and rebooting something completely and like just doing your own divergent mm-hmm. universe kind of thing, which is fine. But I mean, just because the the original continuity is is just such a jumbled up horrible mess, like it sort of called for it. It, it was it was totally uh, warranted, but. Uh, I, I just felt like it was it, it just diverged too much from the the tone of the original. Uh, Michael didn't feel scary to me at all. Like every kill in the movie felt very bland. 
you know, like, wow, like really? the, 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 I, I don't, I just I thought they were I, creative. I, I thought overall, I loved the long one takes that they did with Michael. I thought that those were really cre- creative. I thought that the scene at the g- gas station was terrifying. Um, the two podcasters that get mauled in the bathroom <laughs> are just, that fella gets trashed. Um, I, listen, I felt attacked on that one. There's also, yeah, exactly. There's a, the Grindhouse Institute here who wants to talk to uh, Michael Myers <laughs> as we get our asses beat in a, in a bathroom. But there is a really good throwback to the first movie. You know, he he gets his uniform or his his outfit from a gas station in the original movie. You know, mm-hmm. um, Loomis right. finds the uh, you know the the station wagon there, um, and then this one he kind of does the same thing. So he's kind of he going was doing very well last night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you actually see him in the background taking out one of the people. Um, you know, and then you see the aftermath mm-hmm. of it with the guy's jaw basically yeah. <laughs> all opened up. So I really thought that there was some good stuff uh, going on in terms of the horror. And I thought that that was very creative. I think the reason that you weren't like impressed with the horror is because the movie kind of moved out of the horror genre, and it's like, you know, because of things like the the one you're talking about, Brian, where you know we, we watch him, you know, we're sort of following behind Michael, uh, you know, as he's kind of a, a, attacking the neighborhood, and because you know of things like the bathroom scene where we're seeing a lot of Michael. In the first one, it was a horror movie because we'd be following. Lori or the other babysitters or whomever and then Michael would appear and it'd be scary in this one we're following Michael around because you know Michael's the Terminator in this one right he right like it's it's no longer about is this going to scare me it's it's about like you know showing you know the (laughs) I don't know the mechanics of how he just goes or how brutal he could be yeah, right? that too. Just go for it. Right. And he's like, he is robotic, right? He feels like a robot in this one. Very no, much yeah, so. No, the, yeah, the, the Terminator is like a perfect uh, analogy for him. Because, I mean, but but that to me is like what, what ruined him. Because, I mean, he's he's supposed to be this kind of nebulous, omnipresent shape, shape that's just everywhere. Um, he's 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 that, that floating uh, camera in in the first one that's, that's always kind of looming mm-hmm. with, with the music. Um, just ominously creeping up on 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 everybody, um, and I, I guess kind of kind of a perfect example of who he was in the original is when Laurie's like standing by the closet and he's just barely visible, and he just subtly comes into the the moonlight or whatever. That mm. that I mean that's like that's like the perfect representation of of, of what I think of when I think of Michael Myers, um, and and I felt like this this movie tried to make him into into Jason or something. Mm. And and just to have him be this you know right. non nonstop killing machine for no reason, um, I mean like cause he was basically just killing whoever got in his way, um, in in the original, and his his sole focus was on on killing his sister over and over again, um, and, and again not not that that has to necessarily be the most important part, but I, I just felt I just felt like they they kind of they, they they just kind of dropped everything from from what made the original Halloween great to me. And just sort of made their own thing and just went, yeah, whatever, you know. Yeah, but I mean, that's basically how you have to do sequels to classic movies, right? It's like you have to kind of change the, the genre. I mean, I think yeah, that's also I the mean, reason I was like resisting watching any sequels to Halloween because I was like, okay, well, Halloween fucking nailed it; it's perfect. Like, I don't want a sequel. Like, I I've yeah. got it all here, and the only thing you can do in a sequel is ruin it. Now, in in this one, like. Yeah, they they kind of like moved away from the horror part of it. I mean, like, and you know, it sounds like that's what you're kind of reacting to, Michael. Is like what, not wanting to like be out of the horror genre for this. I mean, you know, there are sort of horrific elements in it, but it, it was definitely a lot more geared toward the sort of like action thriller uh, type yeah. of thing, especially when you talk about the third act. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I guess, uh, yeah, I I don't know, because I, I I guess I guess because you know a, a because I'm such a, a carpenter fanatic, and and have such yeah. love for the <laughs> original, and I, I I've never really liked any of the Halloween sequels. I, I've I think I've seen most of them. I think I've seen all of them except for four. That's I the think. key one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's Danielle Harris's uh, introduction. Oh right, yeah, and, and I think that maybe that was part of it was that. If they were going to ignore all those other sequels, they better have something that was pretty damn good, you know, to warrant that. Well, I thought I thought that it was it was a complete 
story. I think that it all came together nicely. I think that they had enough of the old movie in there while also changing it to the action thriller that, you know, they've got sound cues. They had a bunch of shots that were matched, especially the one when Laurie disappears after falling off the roof, just like in the first one, Michael yeah. disappears. But or Michael's appears the one... outside of her granddaughter's right. classroom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She, she, she was Michael in this one, right? Like, yeah. they completely right, switched roles. Right, and I thought right. that as, you know, that considering they were telling her story as the Sarah Connor type, I thought that that worked. Um, and she was the hunter in this one. Um, even though you're right, she did some cliche things at the end, but you can't have any type of movie like this without some sort of hair pulling, <laughs> some sort of hand coming through and grabbing, you know? No, yeah, and those, again, it's you know? like, I mean, I, I feel like it just kind of transposed everything and, and made it into a Terminator with horror cliches, you know, kind of superimposed here and there. Like, I think just my my general gut reaction was just, this is complete and total weak sauce. It does not deserve... <laughs> The, uh, the 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 title that it's it's the, the prestigious title that it's giving itself like it's just it's just stealing the title Halloween and just calling itself Halloween eh, fuck it whatever. Um, well, I have but, to say in in this movie, uh, I really like the sort of like uh, how it seemed as if Will Patton was going to be like kind of a big character, and you know then we get the sort of like uh, second Doctor Loomis, uh, to, <laughs> Loomis to uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> to, to kind of uh, make a pincushion out of him you know and and the evil loomis was was pretty cool because like, yeah. you know he too was kind of like the doctor in, in terminator 2 where it's mm-hmm. like oh, you know right. dr silverman he, he, yeah he's very cynical and and you know wanting to sort of you know pull the wings off of uh sarah connor or in this this case i don't know Lori and everyone else like Ooh, i just want to see what happens when he gets free and like you know <laughs> right how many can he kill and he, he wanted to put on the mask too he wanted to, he wanted yeah. to know how that felt you know putting the right, mask on right. and what did he say? What did he say? He saw me, and, and and he spoke to me. What did he say? One word. What? Let me go, and I will tell you what he said. You must tell me. I must know. You must tell Let me. me go, and I'll tell you what he said. Just stop the car, and I'll tell you what he said. <laughs> but he gets his head smashed in in, in such <laughs> gloriousness. Like, it's just great. One boot to the face, and he Whoop. is just nothing but a grease pit on the ground. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> that was gross. Um, yeah, I, I guess there were, there were a couple, uh, you know, neat kills, as you like to say, Brian. Like yeah. in this one, like where the guy's jaws all crazy. But um, I like when he dropped the teeth to to threaten her with a bunch of the, the guy's <laughs> that, teeth. That was probably yeah. my favorite part of the. That movie. was pretty scary. Yeah. That was the yeah. most Michael Myers ish like part to me. But but like okay, the, that scene in particular, if they wanted it to be a horror scene, like what they should have done was like she grabs the stall, you know, here's somebody come in, they do a couple doors and then she's like occupied and instead of cutting away to go see the british guy finding you know all the corpses around like have him drop the teeth and then we cut out of it you know what i mean because right the, then right then it's like it's scary as opposed to like he kind of jiggles the door interesting we, we cut away we come back he jiggles the door again yeah yeah and yeah, like, yeah, yeah i because again that that was another thing that i felt like like, like the editing was also very much not a horror movie you know Interesting. Mm-hmm. that 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 type of pacing and that type of cutting definitely felt yeah like it was trying to do something entirely different and i think i think that was another thing that really bothered me because it felt it felt like it, it, it like some very minor things could have been done differently and it would have been totally different you know and that it, i i don't know i, yeah. I think i just disagreed with the whole philosophy that they they took on, on their approach to it being this totally different sequel kind of idea i don't know like a, like in a different genre you mean yeah 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 i mean it it's tough because like i you know this movie or or this franchise or whatever like like this character belongs in in the horror genre and it's it is tough trying to like push it into something else well and and like you said uh, it's uh i mean probably just philosophically or whatever it, it doesn't warrant a sequel you know it's it's a perfectly yeah self-contained yeah. movie that that there's no <laughs> there's never a reason for it and carpenter felt the same way which is why he made up all the bullshit about about Laurie's uh, being his sister and everything um <laughs> and and just and just he did, i mean he's he openly said it he was like yeah i just did it for the money you know, I, was, I wanted to go make escape from new york i didn't want to do this anymore yeah um because <laughs> no because they, they offered him a, an insane amount of money to make it and but there he, was, he was just but like, there was yeah, another plan for halloween 
right? That it was going to be a bunch of different genres. He was going to, you know, this was going to be the slasher movie. There was going to be the Halloween three where there's going to be about masks. There's going to be a bunch of different ones. And he wanted to go in different directions with how Halloween movies were, but they just wanted more Michael Myers or the studio. Yeah, 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 yeah. that sounds right. right. So they, they kind of took away his original vision for this thing, which was going to be a new type of horror every Halloween or set around Halloween, I should uh, say. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Which then he tried to do in, you know, in body bags. He had a little bit of the anthology stuff going on, but, you know, maybe not as successful as you'd think, but I still love well, the shit I, out of I that think, movie. I think that original idea of, of making a different anthology story based around Halloween, which they did more in uh, Trick or Treat, um, which is kind of following yeah. different mythologies within Halloween based and centered around Halloween. Yeah. Um, around the holiday itself. I, I, that was a, a great idea. When and, we do Anthology 201... Um, coming yeah. up in Hall- at Halloween, we'll have to watch uh, Trick or Treat. That's a great one. Yeah, because uh, that that to me felt like, kind of, and I mean, even even Sam in that movie is like a perfect embodiment of uh, what what Michael Myers I think was was trying to be, um, or what John Carpenter tried to make Michael Myers in the original Halloween. So um, let's move on to Terminator Dark Fate from 2019, or as we might know it in this episode, Terminator Three. <laughs> right yeah well it yeah right it's well no it's be... terminator it'd be terminator 4 because it's terminator 3 rise of the machines no terminator 3 does not happen a, 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 according to dark fate oh sorry so no one... I, I thought you were talking about the last one that was numbered anyway no 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 so this is technically terminator 3 in our retconned right. uh discussion right right um, so, so they're sort of wiping out salvation machines genesis may i just get this off my chest my favorite part of the movie was the very beginning when we see <laughs> terminator Wait, t- terminator 2 sarah connor <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah and her performance yeah and i was right, like right. damn that movie is awesome and then this movie started <laughs> no, that that violates the, the like mystery science theater rule of never put a better movie in your movie <laughs> <laughs> Especially first, right? Like yes. now you got to live up to that. Oh, the first man. five minutes. Oh man. Right. Yeah, you're right. Like the first, just like just the deep fake, uh, you know. Yeah. Whatever versions of of Everett Furlong and Linda Hamilton were were amazing, and I and was Arnold. really like, and Arnold, yeah, and I was I was really vibing with that. I was like, oh man, this is fucking awesome. Oh, okay. But we get that for two seconds. Yeah. And you know, there there was a lot of talk is that you know leading up to. The, reading about this movie that they're like Edward Furlong is cast in this movie. I'm like, great. I'd love mm. to see how fucked up his life got over the Ooh. time, over time. And he could get back into this movie and actually be part of it. And he mm-hmm. wasn't, he wasn't at all part of this movie. Just, and I thought just, that he could listen, just wait for the next sequel. Okay. It's this, <laughs> this was a bomb as well. They're going to um, re they, they redid Genesis again, right? No, like, I know this it's is so, like another so reboot. Stupid. I mean, again, no, I mean, mean, to me, it's it's a perfect analogy with with Halloween. It's like, oh, well, we didn't like what Rob Zombie did with it. We're going to do our version. It's going to be so much better. (laughs) And it's like, "Mm, no, again, philosophically, you're you're just uh, totally off base with what you're trying to do. I I think this one just tried to throw a character that everyone loved from T2, you know, tried to make her the the lead in this again. And I thought that was fine, Um, but it just did not land and the story took such a strange turn and it's i'm still kind of confused as to what was going on to be totally honest yeah Um, i had a hard time with this one yeah you know what was frustrating about this one is like it had that same problem that alien cubed had where it's like hey you remember all that cool stuff that happened in in alien 2 well all of that doesn't matter because they all just like died immediately and like then we're gonna shave sigourney weaver's head and it's gonna be on a prison boat or whatever and it's like you know (laughs) <laughs> oh and it turns out ash is just some guy and it's like or no no uh not ash uh, or no no uh bishop it wasn't ash it was bishop, the second bishop, yeah bishop bishop bishop, bishop, bishop. <laughs> yeah so anyway it, this one kind of did that by you know <laughs> hey remember terminator 2 how, how great that ended yeah that's cool oh forget it <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll just blow everyone away but then when, when once you're past that like okay the movie doesn't really start until we get to sort of the uh... Jeremy. Does the movie ever really start? <laughs> I'm still waiting for the movie. Does it to ever start, really Jeremy? get going? <laughs> yeah. It's still on. 
no, no. So someone someone wrote the screenplay. Like uh, the studio looked at it and were like, okay, this needs to be more like Terminator Two. Yeah, put more of that. M- in make there? it more better. But so please. so how do you make it more Terminator Two? According to what we got from the finished product, is you have another liquid metal type Terminator. Yeah, but who's right. now the Rev Nine or whatever they called him? But now he can now he can just make two of himself. Was that the was that the new update? Was that yeah now yeah he can, there can yeah be he two could separate. Them? One was the the T eight hundred. And then one was the liquid well, metal. So the the liquid metal comes off of the the skeleton. Are you really explaining this, or are you busting my balls right now? No, no, I, no, that's I, I, real. <laughs> he, it, it was it was that he could separate, and it, and it didn't have a core anymore. Basically, it was just like no, no, a big it, flesh. It, no, no, it, it was the core. Yeah, the, yeah, core yeah. the core was the 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 machine, the 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 robot Terminator, and then his separate thing was the liquid metal skin. Basically, most most of the time it was combined, and then and sometimes you could you could separate them. Yeah, which exactly. again was, was stupid because you didn't. <laughs> it made him weaker. God, it I'm didn't, like this is this it, isn't it an update. Sense. This is this it is just... not this is when you get like an update on your phone that doesn't isn't helpful. <laughs> this is what you got. Like something else. Yeah, exactly. This is a new right. like yeah audible alert. We heard you I don't complain. Need this, shit. this is what you get when you complain. More shit. <laughs> like, thank you. Oh, that's great. I can't use this app at all. I, I just thought that they did themselves a major disservice by calling right back to literally the best action adventure action movie or action sequel ever made um with both edward furlong and linda hamilton's original cool characters <laughs> and then change everything around like that was literally the end of that story or end of that um connection there was right. nothing else well and it, and it also like it, it they took all the like parts that you loved about uh, the Terminator franchise and like just sort of did it again, but but worse. And it was like, right, uh, come with me or you're dead in the next thirty seconds. And so, wait, just, just say the right just line. Say the just say the right line. Come with me if you want to live. Come with me if you want to live. Come with me or you're dead in the next thirty seconds. Just give me the line. I was so disappointed in that. I'm like, okay, good. You know, at least there was like a, a direct callback. No, I know. Even when someone makes a reference to an another movie, it's like just say the line. The yeah. line is what everyone knows. We don't try to hide it, you know. <laughs> don't don't tell me you're canceling the Armageddon or the apocalypse or whatever. Yeah, I know you're doing the today's our Independence yeah, Day speech. Yeah. It's just like <laughs> just just do the speech, okay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't don't like mimic it and change some words. Don't don't pull that shit. The, like it's like right. I, I feel like the, the, there needs to be a teacher on set going mm 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 no 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 no. It's like, <laughs> yeah. You're just copying someone else's work. You can't do that. Or or how, how about this one? You ready? Instead of no fate, it's fuck fate. Yes. <laughs> fuck fuck the rules fate sucks or something you know just like do a full teenage caveman okay. who gives a shit um but uh anyway so this one you kind of had to get over the the beginning uh the, the the opening deep fake scene and then you know the movie like <laughs> uh does start ready uh when <laughs> when they're uh like like first seeing the the like semi terminator come come back like a Kyle Reese, but with some enhancements. I guess like the tricky part with this one is like that because they were just like uh, doing such crazy stuff all the time with the double T one thousand or whatever the Rev nine mm-hmm. thing, and because they were just like trying to make everything so complicated about like, well no no it's not Skynet it's a new thing called Legion it's actually Exorcist three <laughs> is what we're dealing with here. Isn't it wild though that we that Halloween was like Terminator Two? Yes. This thing was called Legion, and we yeah. put these movies together with Exorcist Three. What the fuck, Ryan? We like, did that it, on purpose. Okay. Hi, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. totally. You, isn't it record. cool that we planned this the whole time, yeah, guys? Absolutely, <laughs> far more sophisticated than we let on. But yeah, no, that's that's what I'm saying because they they literally just tried to retell the Skynet story with a different name. There was nothing different about what they yeah. were doing, other than for some reason. We were, as humans, we were able to come up with some sort of cybernetic enhancements and send back an actual uh, Kyle Reese that could stand up to a Terminator. Right. That was right. the difference, well, right? Right. And, like, I guess aside from all, all of that, like, having to explain too much and, you know, like, sort of, like, <laughs> ruining the franchise with, with the, the deep fake scene and all this stuff. Like, I mean, there was something where it was, like, you know, I was kind of, like, interested in, in certain parts where it was, like, None of this really paid off in a, in a way that was, like, really satisfying. But it was really interesting, like, when Linda Hamilton was like, yeah, I, I saved three billion lives. And they're like, yeah, what are you talking about? You didn't do shit. My name is Sarah Connor. When I was about her age, a Terminator was sent to kill me. 
to stop the birth of my son, John, leader of the resistance. Which resistance? The human resistance against Skynet. I've never heard of it. Good. John and I changed that. We changed the future. Saved three billion lives. <laughs> You're welcome. You know, and it's like, it is interesting because, you know, that was the thing that never happened. And yes, she, she did prevent that uh, in this this uh, version of the movie. But, you know, I guess uh, we came up with a whole other thing. Our, these humans <laughs> can't, can't stay away from artificial intelligence for yeah. long enough and, here. And Legion was just all like lowercase, right? It was like, a, <laughs> it, it was an app that we all downloaded at one point. <laughs> I think it was 13G104. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was in Leet speak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, this was a movie directed by, you know, a special effects guy, a visual effects guy. You know, he's the one that directed Deadpool. Right. Um, oh, and he, he, okay. he owned Blur Studios, I think Tim Miller. Mm-hmm. Tim no, Miller, t- yeah. So he's, you know, he's very effects heavy. And, and I, I would say, you know, the effects were pretty good, although I, I still loved the original terminator if you're going to do the kyle reese story against the terminator kyle reese was so underpowered against arnold in the very first movie and that's what made it so much more of a conflict she could jump scary they had to run away made it scary she could jump on on trucks and flip trucks over and like you know pick up the terminator herself and throw right he had to steal a shotgun wear hobo pants yeah, and, and make a bomb out of like household chemicals. Pipes. Yeah, like... he just was making pipe bombs out of chemicals. He, yeah, he's like, mm-hmm. what's for dinner? Plastique. Right. <laughs> mm, plastic. uh, Sounds good. <laughs> it's almost as if you're describing a better movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I mean, I, I would have loved that. I, and and if they wanted to reboot this, I think they should have sent back that soldier from the future in the same capacity as Kyle Reese. Careful now, Harlan no... Ellison's uh, ghost might come back. And... <laughs> Demand some but, money there. But naked with no no guns against the Terminator, you are far outnumbered or far outgunned, and that makes it a, a more terrifying story, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I think that she was just too, I don't know, built up. No, and again, this it, it, it totally lends itself more to it being low low tech. Um, yes. You know, because, I mean, it, it's, it, it's great seeing the flashbacks uh, in Terminator 1 with all the robots and, you know, the, the, the horrible dystopia. But again, that, that's like that's not the story. That's just a that's a that's some eye candy for the flashback, um, and and, and the, the, mm-hmm. the story you know the, the most you get uh, up to the very end is is him plucking his eyeball out in the sink, and <laughs> and finally seeing the the red eye uh, underneath it, which is horrifying. Fuck uh, you, uh, unto itself, exactly. <laughs> um, ha- having having that little uh, unshan andulu uh, moment, but um, oh god, yeah. And there's also the, uh, there's another uh, art house reference with Jonas Makers where he keeps uh, cutting to the foot, stepping on stuff. Anyway, um, something I noticed in my uh, hoity-toity pretentious film class I took in college. <laughs> but um, um, but no, but there's there's a lot of stuff in the original Terminator that that like like you said is a horror movie, and, and in this movie it's it's a pure action movie, um, kind of devoid of all character. You know, you're just kind of just watching people run and blow stuff up, and and there's you know, I had a hard there's, time there's, there's remembering no grounded reality to anything. I no, had a hard time you know. remembering who they were trying to save. Um, right. I, I wasn't really like taken aback by like her performance. I didn't think that they, you know, set her up for. I, for, I forget her name. I apologize. Yeah. But Grace. Grace. Or, I, no, no. Sorry. That, uh, Danny. That was the robot. Yeah, Danny. Yeah. So you know, I, I thought that they, you know, how they set up. And again, I'll, I'll reference the first Terminator, the better movie, right? They right. set up this person, John Connor, that you never even see in that movie. That is the leader of the resistance against the machines and you never even see that guy and they build him up now we've got danny on screen and they really didn't do much with her to build her up she had some tough moments but she could have done so much more right they could have done so much more with her yeah to make her a real soldier no yeah exactly i mean this 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 version of terminator felt entirely like how much like marvel can we make this you know and, it did feel and that's, that like that. that's that's kind of the the model that they used was you so know. I mean, were they ex- based on the ending? I'm assuming they expected to have Hamilton go on to be, you know, this buddy cop kind of Terminator hunting movie then with Danny, because that's how it ends, right? They're they're kind of on the hunt and moving. Oh right, and it it, it was uh, Danny and and Sarah, you know, teaming up at the end. But it it's funny because like the way that Linda Hamilton or, or, or uh, Sarah 
explained that she was there to uh, to stop all these things is because she was getting, you know, future texts from Arnold, <laughs> yeah. uh, who no longer is going to be in there. So it's like, well, right. I, I, they're going to team up to, well, not do much, I guess. Like <laughs> Arnold was handling all the logistics, man. He was letting her know exactly where things were going to pop. And where right. that, you know, uh, sphere of time displacement or whatever the hell that thing is pops up. And then yeah. she'd go and blow away the Terminator. Now he's gone. Now how does that continue? Yeah, I, you know. Do they guess? It's tough. All, all uh, Terminator sequels are, are in a place where it's, you know, Terminator 2, like, sh- like shouldn't have worked by, by all of our accounts of, like, you know, how <laughs> sequels, how tough it is to do sequels. They, right. They, they did it. They, they, you know, they did the impossible. And, like, you know, there's sort of nowhere else to go with that. I mean... Potentially, there could have been a a way to do it. Out of Terminator One, I would have said said the same thing probably. Um, going into Terminator Two, and you know Terminator Two, they they managed to pull it off. You know, perhaps there is a way to do it, and you know you got to change genres again. Uh, the comedy genre is one that they haven't explored yet for this one. So maybe that maybe that's the way to go. <laughs> That'd be awesome. The the the, the reboot. The well, Terminator as a stand up or something. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. go literally into comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, to, to show how hard it. Yeah, remember in this one, he's like, "And I'm extremely funny." That like, uh, that that, like, that yeah. feels like a retrospective uh, critic joke there. <laughs> now here's Arnold again for Terminator Seven. Our relationship is not physical. She appreciated that they could change diapers efficiently and without any complaints. I'm reliable. I'm a very good listener, and I'm extremely funny. Honestly, I think that of the of the plot points of this movie, I I enjoyed that one the most um, of Arnold as well another T eight hundred right. He wasn't the one mm-hmm. from the original Terminator movies. He was another one that was sent back to Costa Rica or wherever uh, mm-hmm. Sarah and John were, and he's the one that actually ends up killing John. Yet they have to work with him um, later right. on. I thought that I thought that that was interesting, um, and I thought that I just love Arnold. Put him on screen. He could say he could make fart noises the whole time, and I'd be pretty happy yeah. with his performance. So, um, yeah, I mean that part I liked. It it's funny, like like those little bits of the story, like you know, kind of got me into it in a way. I mean, you know, despite yeah. the fact that I I don't like how it uh, you know messes with the uh, chronology of the of the other ones, but you know, just as a standalone thing, I I did end up kind of liking some of that stuff. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. some of the a couple of the set pieces were were like worth watching, but. Yeah, it, you're right. Like there is something where it's like it's so much more interesting when um, the Terminators can't just do anything. Think about how the Terminators in the future in this one were like, you know, had like tentacles or something that were going out and stabbing people, yeah. and like, you know, it, it it just started to get to a place where it was like, you know, well, there's just sort of nowhere to go. <laughs> how can you beat <laughs> you <know>? something like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're painting themselves in the corner in that way. Right. Well, and yeah, and I think that's that's again that that's the problem is that it's tackling something that shouldn't be tackled, you know. It, it's I mean, well, and and it's like if it, I mean maybe if if it were a lesser film and no one really cared about it, you could just do a sequel and kind of you know Not tell everybody off and do whatever. Like Maniac Cop yeah. uh, Two uh, is a good uh, example. <laughs> of Maniac that. Cop Two is an excellent sequel. It's a that's it's it's a pretty good sequel, and they 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 have a thing with with uh, spoiler alert. Uh, they kill Bruce Campbell in the very first part of it. That's like that's a rare time when when you can do that fake out, and it doesn't like ruin anything great. You know, um, I mean I mean not to put down Maniac Cop. It's just you you don't have the kind of emotional investment in in Bruce Campbell's character that you would. Edward Furlong from T2 and all this other stuff. So, and again, it's like, you know, trying to pull that off um, because again, you're, you're still emotionally upset by that. Like the whole time, like the whole time you're watching alien three, you're just like, well, what the fuck? You know, it's just like every, every scene is just like, what, what, you didn't have to totally fuck aliens, you know, completely, yeah. you know, it's just yeah, like, it's gone in alien like, three. Uh, no, you know, it's like watching a serial, and and having someone go over the cliff and oh no that they're actually not dead, you know that they, they jumped down at the last <laughs> second. You know it's just like there's this uh, emotional betrayal that when you see it as if you're a, a, everything else just kind of goes out the window in your mind and you don't really buy it anymore. No, you're right. I mean you're you're seeing a lot more of the uh, the seams and and all, all of the like you know like oh marketing discussions to try and you know jam these right. things together these, versus these like business it, decisions not creative decisions not creative decisions exactly yeah. exactly and, and and i think as soon as you see that then then your interest in the at least my interest in the movie is gone immediately 
you know. True. And, and and the movie has to work really hard to win me back. And if it doesn't, <laughs> then then I'm just watching, you know, special effects masturbation. And you're just like, ah, great. Next, but please. we still have Exorcist three out of this list, guys. So we still have a winner. <laughs> so we can't go out oh, on absolutely. a purely negative note. Um, but I do want to say that this ended up being a much closer connected block than I had imagined originally. <laughs> I could Same. not believe Same. it. What else can we call Skynet? Hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure they, they were just making a reference to the Bible, but, you know, it, it, right. it, it definitely did tie into Exorcist I think 3. they were an Exorcist as well, so that all... Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, so to recap our show today, uh, we watched Exorcist 3 from 1990, Halloween from 2018, and Terminator Dark Fate from 2019. Are we going to get another Terminator, you think? I, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 real tough. I mean, it's a perfect <laughs> franchise, which I, I'm always shocked they never explored more stories in, because it's yeah, it's a time travel. Yeah. You can do whatever the hell you want, you know? Yeah. And the fact, I mean, obviously Arnold's the icon, but is now very much older, and as, as, as hard as they tried to not make him seem old in this, uh, he is very old. Although, like you said, that doesn't diminish the fun factor of seeing Arnold again. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would not be against them doing another Terminator, just not with those characters, for the love of God. Just so, you know. so Terminator the comedy. Sure. Why Everyone's not? on board with that, right? Yes. Why not? Jerry Seinfeld can play the T-800. We're going to have it in space. We're going to have him fight Jason X. Terminator Solid. versus Jason versus Freddy. Yeah. Oh, meets man. Abbott and Costello. Me- meets yeah. Leatherface. Yeah. Meets, <laughs> Leatherface, meets Abbott and Costello. Abbott and Costello. <laughs> Ash from Evil Dead. Michael, thank you so much for joining us yet again uh, for another amazing block. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Definitely. Happy Halloween, Michael. <laughs> All right. Next week we will be talking about Hitchcock films on a train. Hitchcock on a train. It sounds funny. Yeah. Um, the the movies we're going to be watching are The 39 Steps from 1935, The Lady Vanishes from 1938, and Strangers on a Train from 1951. Going to the classics in this block. Yeah, we're, we're getting some of uh, Hitchcock's British period. I think we're, we're getting the, the end of his British period right there. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty excited about this block. Uh, you know, Hitchcock, uh, you know, had a bunch of movies set on trains and, uh, you know, memorably in North by Northwest. Um, but um, also in uh, in these three. And, you know, I'm excited about it because uh, we get to watch Lady Vanishes and any excuse to watch that is uh, is a great one. This is one of your faves or, or what's going it on? Is. It is. It might be my favorite Hitchcock movie. Okay, that's which great. Which is saying a lot. Oh, you're setting this up. You're setting this <laughs> yeah, up, man. Yeah. yeah, not to build this one up too much, but, <laughs> but it might be my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to subscribe and follow us on all the podcasts and social platforms at the Grindhouse Institute. And if you really want to give us a boost, check us out on Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and review. It helps us to get noticed. Thanks so much, everybody. We'll be back next week. Ciao. Would a god who is good invent something like death? There you go, blaming God. Who should I blame? Phil Rizzuto? You wouldn't want to live forever. Yes, I would. No, you wouldn't. You'd get bored. I have hobbies. In the meantime, we have cancer and murderers, monsters prowling the planet while our children suffer and our loved ones die. And your God goes waltzing blithely through the universe like some kind of cosmic Billy Burke. Bill, it all works out right. When? At the end of time. That soon. No, we're going to be there. We're going to live forever, Bill. We're spirits. Oh, I would love to believe that. <laughs>